Arch D1079 Life. James here with you. At Tennyson Woods College in Mount Gambier, we have seriously gone off-site today for the show. Joined by Edward. How you going, man? Pretty good. Great to have you here. And Lockie, for the second time, how are you? Not bad. Yourself? Now, the last time we did this, we did this through a uh, like a computer screen. You were on RHD Radio, but you were on through Skype. Yeah, it was like, yeah, Skype thing. So. It was and it, but it was really weird. It was really strange. I don't think I've ever done radio sort of via... I've never done radio online before, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like very weird to do that, but... Um, great to actually have you here in person and you've got a bit of an update for us on the story that you did the last time because you're like a drone photographer that's me and this is a thing isn't it drone photography is a thing i'd like to think it's a bit of a thing yeah (laughs) um and you you've updated the drone but it didn't happen um um easily there were some teething problems along the way Yes, you don't. One yes, does not. Was. was it you know Sean Bean from Lord of the Rings meme like one does not simply update a drone with no problems. That, It'll that catch was, on. That was sort of. It'll catch was, on. Yeah. It'll definitely catch on. And Edward, we're going to be chatting about you've had uh, like work experience, but you had like deluxe work experience. Like you left town to go to Melbourne to do work experience. Yeah, it was very interesting. And in order to do that work experience, you needed to have it approved by someone, let's let's just say, is like currently number one news headline at the moment, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It was very interesting. I can't believe I'm literally on the other side of the state right now. This blows my mind. I have a lot of issues with geographical displacement. Is this something that you know? Like, because you know, it's like you're just staring at me blankly, Edward, and I appreciate <laughs> that. But like, what are you doing? You, you know, yeah, no, it's like when you you find yourself in a completely different space and go, I can't believe I'm still feeling normal in a completely different part of the place that I'm in. Like, if you travel to like Melbourne, for example, and you just feel like you're nowhere near where you were. I know. So I've got to not think about that. I've got to not. It sounds so weird. I know, but it's like I've got to not think about where I am. I kind of, as if I go, oh, I'm in Melbourne. Tender in Adelaide. Or at the last holidays, I was in Cairns, right? Which was strange in itself because it's like it's the middle of winter and it's like hot. I'm like by a pool and 27 degrees and like back down in Adelaide, it was like, you know, like 12 degrees and like, you know, raining golf balls or something. Like it was like so cold, cold golf balls, really cold yeah. ones, not warm ones, cold ones. That damage everything. That's right. And, and in a completely different space. You went and had work experience in Melbourne, but it is like the most deluxe work experience I could imagine. Tell us a bit about it. Well, I went to work experience in Melbourne. There's a funny story about it. We actually had a couple of work experience lined up and they all bailed two days before I had to have all the notes in. Two so, days. Yeah, so we cold called the ABC and they're like, yeah, we'll have a look at it. And within a couple of days, we had work experience at the ABC. So how many really days prior to going did you get the clearance? Yes, we're on. three weeks before I had to go. Right. But before that, we had two days and then they're like, yeah, okay, you can do it. Oh, far out. So you were just wondering, didn't know what you were going to do. No, we're like, "Uh, we have no idea what we're going to do. We'll just call the ABC, we'll see what happens. And we got work experience. Far out. So then what happened? What happened next? So after that, we had to go signing a ton of like forms and stuff and that to get sent through their head office and that they check over it, make sure I was allowed to do it. And then after that, they went, yep, you're allowed to do work experience here turn up at this time talk, ask for this person at the front desk and you'll start work experience and what was it like or what was the first thing they asked you to do when you walked in um they asked besides me, signing it of course <laughs> they asked me oh, i can't think back now it was a while ago um they thought they wanted me to just check it just talk to everyone just get to know the crew who was working on the abc me TV show, right? So they wanted to this was the old. This is the old eight for me. Like that's the old ABC, ABC three. three. Yeah, yeah. And they changed ABC me for some reason. It's the same people, but it they just changed the name. <laughs> but yeah, 
talk to everybody and get to know what they do, how they do things. And an interesting thing I found out is a lot of the hosts actually write their own scripts for the show. So if they're doing like really? a tech show, they research it all and write it and then they go speak it with a cameraman and a couple direct and a producer. And then the producer sends it off to the edit and they edit it and it goes out. And we were having a chat about that earlier that it's um uh, it's a real industry change now that they don't have the kind of the, the depth of staffing anymore like certain people in charge of certain parts like writing the scripts and then yeah. proof checking the scripts and then uh, uh, people only doing photography people only presenting to camera people are now having yeah. to multitask and they're um, like content uh, was it you that were saying that Lucky? that now people are now content creators rather than individual things yeah, was no, that you that was saying that no that was ed yeah, that fantastic was me. That was oh, yeah. Me. but yeah <laughs> another interesting thing that one of the producers there would read over the scripts check they're okay did some of the research he would go on to set direct people how to do it direct the cameras go into like the big booth where they control all the audio and everything as yep. well and then when he got when they finished filming he'd grab the video that had been filmed go home edit it at home and then send it off the next Far day out. so he's doing the whole show for this and how much sleep would he be getting how many hours would he be doing i'm not sure probably not very many yeah <laughs> yeah sleepless just sleep just pushing through on sheer adrenaline and yeah a and desire to be on tv yeah. i guess i haven't slept everybody there weeks. was like Everybody there was really happy and fun and they're all just enjoying being at ABC and doing their thing they love. And what is it that appeals to you about this? What drew you to this? Well, I like about film and television is just the environment. Everybody's always happy. It's like telling a story with video and stuff. Like with radio, I like talking on radio and telling a story. I also like telling it on film because you can do a lot more with film and you can show people with radio you can talk to people which i like being able to do because yeah. you're more creative how you word things and with film you can do that sort of thing right what did you did you have to do work experience this year too lucky yeah, yeah I, I um went down to hit 96.1 oh okay then how was that that was absolutely amazing so that's lo- the, the the hit station here in mount gambia yeah, that's it, is it yeah. based here in mount gambia yeah down here okay yeah. what was that like that was oh absolutely the best place i could have gone to in mount gambia i reckon and what, and what did you do? Tell me a bit about give a, your week in a nutshell. Well, we did a lot of this um, <laughs> on the radio. Um, went out for brekkie. <laughs> I just, you know. <laughs> I don't know if that part's unique to radio, <laughs> though. You know. You know, I think people go out for brekkie in all sorts of industries. <laughs> oh. Very relaxed. Yeah, that was just, it was very it was a very relaxed week. Um, did you go to where when you were there? Yeah, yeah, every day. Did did you really? Yeah, yeah. So no I way. Had, I had my own little segment every week. What was your segment? Like every day. What was your segment? Oh, I don't know. Just whatever really floated on my boat, really. I just... <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to, I'll, I'll speak about this today. You know, I did a few call-ins and stuff like that. Okay. But, um, yeah. Just and w- did you go... Was it live that you did it? So you were going live to air when you did it? Or did they pre-tape stuff? Uh, I recorded mine, like... A minute before we actually went on okay. because I couldn't actually go live, live on air. Oh, the one thing <laughs> I wanted to add, though, before we finish up, though, and move to the, the next song, um, uh, Edward, is that um, Michelle Guthrie appro- had to approve your um, work experience placement. Is that right? Yeah, it had I to was, go all the way to the top? Yeah, I was told by one of the first person I was contacting that they have to send it to their head office and they have to read over the 
contract thing she'd drawn up so I could get work experience there. It was really interesting. Yeah. Because getting work experience over there found out is actually really difficult. Right. Though when I got there, I was like, how did you get work experience here? Who did you know? And I was like, I just cold called them and I got work experience there. It was pretty incredible. Well, that's it. So if you don't ask, you don't get. No. And that's the thing. And I think that's what a lot of people do. They assume that things are sometimes so hard to come by. They go, oh, well, I couldn't possibly call them and it wouldn't be they wouldn't go for it and then all of a sudden you ring them up and they go you know people don't really ring cold call that much and sometimes you could be the one that sort of stands out going the extra mile yeah i was really surprised by actually declan and luke join us hey guys hello hey how you doing all right i'm all right um we were just having a bit of a chat before declan about just kind of stuff that you know that you guys are interested in and passionate about the conversation you moved to you saying that you're passionate about music but more around the way in which certain bands are defined by a specific kind of sound yeah um and you're really kind of interested at the moment in more odd interesting kind of stuff what are you kind of into at the moment the sort of favorite albums right now so uh there's an album by a a great uh, american band called uh greta van fleet okay they are sort of a um they started off as a led zeppelin tribute uh, led zeppelin tribute act okay and basically um they sort of moved off and started doing their own stuff after a while and they did an album last year called from the fires okay and they've started releasing singles for their new album this year and they sort of uh they drift off into a different sound but at the same time it's like got a very defining tone and voice and tone of voice and tonal so is is there a really strong led zeppelin influence in there that you can hear still yeah well i can also well i can hear the led zeppelin uh reference uh through the voice but um you know some people are sort of naturally have a voice that sounds similar to uh, other people. So yeah. like, when I hear that voice, I sort of, I think of Led Zeppelin, I think it's close, but at the same time, I can sort of distinctively hear the difference between the two voices. So Luke, for you, are you drawn to music by the kind of the general sound of something or is, is it quite um, diverse in, in that like I know that like some people go oh, they really like you can sort of go they're really into like sort of classic rock style sounds some people like things like for me I like stuff that's way diverse I just happen to like the specific sound of that band what sort of camp do you fall in um, I'm more of a mix of genres yeah like I don't really have a particular sound um, really and not necessarily anything that's popular at the moment it's just if I like sound I'll listen to it okay so Desert Island Discs we're going to play this game are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Ready for this. I'm ready. Five Desert Island Discs, okay? Okay. Okay. Would you be ready to do that right off the bat, Luke? Okay, okay. Let me think, let me think, let me think. Um, we will go with AM by Arctic Monkeys. Okay. okay. Let's go AM by Arctic Monkeys. We'll go... There's an album called We've Got It For Here, Thank You For, you, for Your Service by... Um, Tribe Called Quest, which I really like. Okay, yeah. Um, now I got... Uh, Oh, uh, Pudding Head by uh, Ballpark Music. Mm-hmm. We've got oh Brock Hampton's latest album, Iridescence. That's really good. And we'll go with, I don't know, probably just a remastered of, or like a collection of David Bowie. Okay. Let's do something like that. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Declan? Uh, I could reel off um, probably five off the top of my head and I'd bring Exactly, because remember, you're on a desert island. Yeah, I'm on a desert That's island. It. That's it's it. It's over. Got, You've got yeah. the five albums that you're going to have to be able to listen to yeah. for the rest of your days. Yeah, well, I would bring uh, High Voltage by ACDC. Mm. I'd bring uh, Double Platinum by Kiss. Uh, I'd bring... Um, 
Celebration Day by Led Zeppelin. So you're going seriously classic here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like if I was listening to something forever, that's what I'd choose. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably choose uh, Ziggy Stardust, yeah. David mm-hmm. Bowie, mm-hmm. and... Um, the last choice I'd probably give is I'd probably give like a, say, say uh, Dookie by Green Day. Okay, so just a little bit of little modern, bit but of it's modern. not really that no, modern. No, it's not, no. <laughs> but it's, just, it's a, like what you're going for, Declan, is more of a rock sound. Yeah. Like what um, Luke's talking about is something a lot more kind of diverse yeah. sound-wise. But you, you're into that kind of yeah, more um, classic rock sound. I mean, it's yeah. awesome stuff, though. Like yeah. it's this high quality as you could possibly get. Yeah. Um, what is it about that sound that kind of appeals to you, do you think? Well, I think it was sort of a mix of being uh, brought up on that kind of music and... Um, so you heard it at home? I heard it at home a lot and then sort of uh, when I started listening to sort of other music, I didn't feel as at home as I did with yeah. sort of the rock and like I was drawn to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I still, I, I was watching a YouTube video the other day of it was the Eagles, you okay. know, from the yeah. You yeah. Know, Eagles. Yeah. And they were doing, uh, you know, uh, this is the thing about YouTube. Like you just see anything now, like it, like every classic concert ever recorded is there, like mm. really. And it was them um, um, backstage just prior to doing a show and it's doing their vocal warm up because yeah. they sing in five part like it's yeah, nuts yeah and they would did that song that they do as a as an intro for uh, Seven Bridges Road yeah. in, in, in that five part and my dad used to play that when I was really young and it like literally just you know all the hair on your yeah. <laughs> not, not just because it's amazing but it just instantly transports you back to that time and what you're saying Declan is that you don't feel it, it you sort of feel at home because that was a memory of home yeah do you know what I mean it's yeah, got the do. music's really interesting like that that it can yeah. transport you back is it they say that it's a song or um, a smell are the two things yeah. that will immediately transport yeah. you back and one's more prominent than the other but I can't remember which one it was yeah. there's a way that the brain works but yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is, yeah it is really interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm sorry it so interesting yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. i say is fascinating <laughs> all right we are here at tennyson woods college in mount gambia having just the most awesome time with luke and declan hey guys hello hello now uh luke you were talking beforehand about you know things that you're passionate about and interested in you were saying your exact words were crazy history yeah i yeah. believe is what you said that and was my precise language yeah. crazy history and so not necessarily conspiracy theory history but just more kind of like unexplained uh, yeah i think oh well stories of the unexpected you could, yeah stories of the unexpected you could kind of fall it into conspiracy theories because there's a lot of conspiracies around unexplained history true enough yeah true enough how about i'll list them off and you tell me like what you believe could have happened okay go okay okay you want me to join in yeah you can join in okay We'll, we'll start. We'll start off. I would really love you to join in. <laughs> we, we love this. Okay, so let's start off with the obvious one: Yetis. What do we think? Um, do we think Yetis are out there? Do we think Yetis are out there? Is, is, so, does it have to be a yes or no? It has. Well, let's do it quick because there's a couple. Okay, I'll, I'll say yes for want of not breaking it down anymore. But okay. what they are, I guess, is the other part. Yeah, that's a good point. What do you think, Declan? Well. No, not really. Not Yetis? No. You're not a Yeti person? Not a Yeti, no. Okay, okay. We'll go uh, aliens next. Aliens, yes or no? Aliens, yes. Yes. 
Okay, I'm, g- I'm glad we got all on, on that alien front. Yeah, okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Okay, um, we're going to skip the Russian tribesmen because they probably did exist. <laughs> Let, let's, let's assume. <laughs> okay. This is okay. the the, D- the Datlov Pass yeah, like, Russian tribesmen that you are talking about earlier yes, that yes, we can't talk about now. Okay, That we can't talk about now because... No, it's too scary. It's, it's too terrifying. <laughs> um, let's go with aliens. We did aliens. We did aliens. We did aliens. Uh, let's go with tiny tornadoes. Tiny tornadoes is a very, very popular theory. Okay. They, they, do they also have a different name? Tiny tornadoes, they do. I don't know it. Yeah, there's a, and it's like because they can be like a totally miniature, like miniature, yeah. miniature. Yeah, like miniature, miniature, miniature tornado. Like, this, like and yeah, the, like, yeah, the smaller than this water bottle yeah, sort of yeah. thing. And the reason like they think that because they make a very distinct sound that people like really hate so they try to move away from it uh-huh. and then they go out into the snow and then that's like a good theory as to why they packed up and left so quickly right oh, so this is so you're saying that the tiny tornadoes that they, they in themselves aren't the problem but it's what they push people to do yeah what they do to go to to do desperate things yes 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 do you believe in the tiny tornadoes um I, it's one of my i think it's a better theory than a lot of others in in yeah. the whole like theory of what happened at the Datloff Pass. Right. So just out of curiosity, what is it that intrigues you about these things in particular? Um, I find it really curious, like mysteries are really interesting to me. Okay. I find that Mm. if you like not knowing something, especially in such a modern day and age where everyone knows everything. That's right. It's really quite a... uh, I guess not a novelty, but it's something interesting. You don't yeah. usually get it. You know? The thing, like, quite often on the show, we, the Loch Ness Monster does come up in conversation mm-hmm. just randomly. Yeah. And it's it's so interesting that, you know, that public knowledge has been out there for such a long time around the whole idea about travelling circuses, um, elephants walking underwater and putting their um, uh, trunk up out of the water to breathe. Yeah, yeah. And that's where the famous photo is said to be of. And it seems, you know, we're talking about Occam's Razor theory before and the most likely um the most simple explanation being the most likely yeah. and that just seems so clearly obvious but people just don't want to accept that exactly. and it's to the point that that's not the um the, the recognized explanation going well yeah but it's probably just really the Loch Ness monster yeah exactly yeah. ancient plesiosaur still living yeah, in a exactly. scottish lake because that's more likely than an elephant Yes, yeah, exactly. yeah, much more likely, yeah. but just not as interesting. Like not not as interesting. Yeah, exactly. People, I think, believe what they really, really want to believe. That's right. Exactly. A lot of the That's time, exactly so right. like you know, you could say that there was, you know, the most likely thing about like the crop circles type thing is people did it themselves. Yeah, right on Lord Mower. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we don't know. But like, if it was that, then people would rather say it was aliens than say it was. Yeah, exactly. It was a lawnmower. Yeah, exactly. Lockie and Edward rejoined us. We were just continuing on our conspiracy theory talk. Uh, Edward, do you believe the iPhones are alien technology? Probably. I'm working on Velcro um, as a possible alien technology. And uh, did you say radio is an alien technology? No, I don't know. Probably. Is that what? What do you mean, probably? It's probably? sound coming out of nowhere. Well, okay. Well, I think there's a few technological steps. So, so, but by that rationale, then any technology is alien. Yep. Right. Okay. <laughs> Good. Drones could very easily be alien technology, Lockie. Oh, definitely coming down from you know who knows where. They look like spaceships. In fact, wasn't there that um uh, that uh, fake UFO footage that was shot over Haiti? came out a few years ago and everyone freaked out and they're like presence of aliens because it looked like um it's this alien ship going overhead 
and you go, wow, that's really amazing. And then, so it gets shared like a million, millions and millions of times on YouTube. And then what happens is uh, uh, someone who's an investigative reporter just goes, I really want to find out who shot this footage and check out what's, um, what's going on, where it all came from. And so he just traces the video back to the first share of the uh, of the video when it was first posted on the channel, finds the contact details for the person, gets in touch and says, hey, I want to have a chat to you about uh, the alien footage that you did. He goes, oh, no, 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 I did that on um, Adobe After Effects. Oh. <laughs> and, and this drone I've got and the video footage of him going and visiting the guy. And sure enough, there's the, um, there's the UFO, but it's just this little drone that he's got going off his table and things yeah, like right. that. So... Um, yeah, so by that rationale, um, aliens are drones, drones are aliens, perhaps. You could look at yeah, the point of view. Yeah, you could think of like that. You could look at the point of view like Transformers is like scenes in that are like 100% animated and it looks pretty realistic. So people, if you yeah. do, you, you could see footage that may look real but could just be animated to look real. You're, you're a drone guy. Love my drones. You love your yep. drones. Uh, when you were last on the show, we were chatting about your drone and you were taking a lot of um, um, sort of like aerial landscape photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how's all that going at the moment? Yeah, still going strong. Um, you know, try to post as many photos as I can on my Facebook page. What's the best photo you've done? Oh, that's a toughie. Um, probably one of the Blue Lake. Um, so if you don't know what the Blue Lake is, that's a a, 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 a lake in our <laughs> <laughs> believe no. it or not. Blue. Yeah. And it's blue. Did you know that? And it's really, really blue. When I came and visited down here, one of the things that I said to people before I came down is when I come back, I'm gonna bring you some blue lemonade. Turns out this isn't a thing anymore. What? So I, you're looking at me blankly and you're from here. This blows me away. You used to be able to buy blue lemonade. And it was just basically lemonade that, that was coloured blue. Has that been discontinued? Well, apparently, the what? cab driver, Barry, my cab driver, Barry. Yeah. He uh, he was my cab driver. The His name was Barry. Was you know, Barry. You know. The only one in Mount <laughs> No, there's a ton of them. When I was came in at the airport, they're all hanging around having a chat. La, 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 and they sort of said, oh, hello, who are you? I said, I'm James. Oh, you're with Barry. <laughs> So Barry's there, yeah, hey, we're chatting all the way about it. And I said, so Barry, I wanted to get some blue lemonade. And he goes, oh, no, no, no. The only place that you'll get that is at the Blue Lake Cafe. Like there's a kiosk near the Blue Lake or something like that. And you can't even get into the Blue Lake anymore like you used to because someone drove their car into it. Yeah, some, yeah, some, oh, some guy, yeah. So you've, you've taken a shot of the Blue Lake. So do, how close do you need to get with a drone? You have to excuse my ignorance, but how close do you need to get with a drone in order to be able to take a good, uh, to be able to keep in range and get a good shot of it? Legally. Oh, like as in, like depending on, you, you can be you can be like heaps far away and still get an amazing shot of something. Um, but then having said that, some of the best shots you can get on a drone uh, you, you have to be really close to it. Like you have to be only a couple of meters off the ground. So yeah. Everyone, you know, standardizes drones as you go up really high with them. But I mean, you don't. Well, it's got to be, the, the, your, your camera's got to be able to take a shot that's sharp enough at that kind of distance. Because at the end of the day, it's yeah. still a camera, right? Yeah, yeah, like you still got to yeah. have that, that ability to do that. Are you able to see the image as you're flying the drone? Like, yeah, it's, just got, it's got like a 1080p live feed back to my, um, just, I just use my iPad. It's just like a really, yeah. It's just my iPad's a monitor basically for it. And how close do you need to be to the drone to still control it? Like if you're flying it over the blue lake, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, out of range. <laughs> Does it just then plop it down to earth? Yeah, mate, yeah. No, no, not quite. Uh, it, it comes home, but I mean, not very often. Like my drone's got a seven thousand meter range, 
So seven thousand me- seven kilometers. Yeah, seven k's. So whoa, yeah, that's not, huge. Not very often you actually uh, lose lose connection with it, except if they go flat, which we have experienced. Well, with the, that happened uh, yeah. about a year ago. What happened there? Oh well, I was down at I was down at Ed's house. Right. Um, he lives in Robe. Well, and Robe being the windiest place in the world, and it can go from being really windy, really quiet, no wind, to all of a sudden gale force winds. Yeah, we had a good experience. Yeah, that. Um, I was com- I was coming back home. It said your battery's going flat. Start to come back home soon. Yeah. Uh, I ignored it, being me. Right. Right. Of course I did. Uh, and yeah, it said basically, well, it's not going to have enough battery to get home, and I'm landing basically. Right. Right. So where where did it end up landing? Uh, in the top of a tree. Yeah, top of a tree. But oh, did you know where? Did you yes. have an idea where? Luckily, um, there was still enough battery on the drone for it to keep the GPS going and everything. So okay. I just basically, we just hopped in the car and followed the, basically pinpointed to At about 600 meter. kilometres an hour. <laughs> well, not quite that, but yeah, basically yeah. pinpointed to where the drone was. I've only actually been to Robe once before and it was really windy then as well. That's not surprising. Isn't it? Is it Robe, a very windy place? It's always windy. Does it have lots of miniature tornadoes there? It has no tornadoes. It just has like gale force winds. It's just really windy. And in summer, it's beautiful. No wind. It's more like Noosa in summer. But in winter, it's really windy. You'll get the odd really nice day. Yeah. And But in winter, it's really cold, raining and windy. Or it'll be a really nice sunny day, but windy. You can have four seasons in one you day. You can have four seasons, yeah. It can be like... Really warm, like we had the other day, we had it was really nice and warm in the morning, then it was really windy, and then we had like hail, yeah, and then it was like raining again, and then it was sunny again in like 12 hours. (laughs) Truly, four seasons in one day. I know, amazing. And I went to Robe for a reason that people don't usually go to Robe for tourist thing, because I went there for a cup of coffee. Yeah, did you? I did. Funny you Went to Robe all the that. way from... Why is that? Because my mum owns Mahalia Coffee. No way! <laughs> oh, my God. My mum's called Mahalia. No way! Oh, my goodness. That's insane. Yeah. Wow, that seriously just blew <laughs> my, my mind. Yeah, I'm looking at you like you're royalty. <laughs> what? Oh, God. That's amazing. Okay, brilliant. Um, Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> Oh, have you ever had a bad cup of coffee in your life? Probably I actually not. don't drink coffee, surprisingly. He doesn't like coffee. <laughs> okay, well, that's incredible. Well, if you haven't ever had a cup of Malian coffee, I thoroughly recommend you do so because it is really the yummiest coffee that exists. And yes, I drove all the way from the Kunawara to Robe just to have Mahalia coffee from the Mahalia Coffee Cafe there in Robe. There you go. Mm. How about that? <laughs> that spiraled out of control. <laughs> it certainly did. Here with Lockie and Edward, Crown Prince, heir to the <laughs> throne of Mahalia Coffee. So I'm all kind of starstruck now. So, <laughs> um, uh, but one thing we didn't touch on, Lockie, was your your drone. You got your drone. We were going to hit this um, immediately. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a crash straight when you got your new one. So uh, it was about two weeks ago. I, uh, oh, only two weeks ago. Yeah, no, I only got- so not the one we were just talking no, about. No, There's no, like no. another one. No, that was my old drone. So um, <laughs> I upgraded my drone. <laughs> no, so I upgraded my drone the other day. I had it for maybe three days, um, and yeah, I I was, I guess, flying possibly too low. Right. Um, yeah, and the gra- gr- ground uh, sort of raised up on me and. Yeah. Right, the ground came up to meet you. Yes, and uh, got a nice well, you, shot of you the sound like you were just driving irresponsibly. Uh, I was just going absolutely nuts over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, is it all working for you? Is it all okay? Uh, yeah, so I had to get I had to get it sent off, um, but it's back back normal again. So I've uh, taken a few photos today at school, actually. Okay, of 
of the uh, 2018 Year 12. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I saw um, when I was just coming through and I was in um, Jay Sh- uh, Scheidel's office as we were coming through, I saw the images on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that yours? That's Yes, that's It me. looked fantastic. Yeah, it's good. Were you happy with how they turned out? I was very happy with so how they turned out. So all the students stood in, in um, uh, like, the 2018, yep. like, made the letters out on the grass and obviously the drone went up and yep. took a shot, aerial shot, and he was commenting and I thought it was interesting, you know, it's now such a change in the way that these Kind of aerial shots are done because previously it would have to be done with like a big cherry picker and like lots of infrastructure now it's just literally just fly the thing up and take the shot yeah yeah because last year we used a, a cherry picker yeah <laughs> to go up and get a photo but now nah, this year and it would be a lot harder <laughs> yeah for sure anyway it's been awesome having you guys on thank you so much for, for coming along it's been Thanks great being down us. here yeah. in Mount Gambia we are here every Wednesday night from 9 every Saturday night from 10 stay tuned to 107.9 Live for more of your music please subscribe to us uh, on iTunes SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts and link up with us on social media uh, Instagram and Facebook and we will see you again in a couple of days bye 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 <laughs>